Welcome to another episode of Pretty Perspectives, the podcast that opens your mind to new ideas and creativity. I've curated this podcast to reach people who are avid learners and creative thinkers. My goal is to spread ideas, knowledge, and inspiration so that we can all continuously become the best versions of ourselves. My name is Molly, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be here. This is episode five, and I have had so many learning curves getting up to this point. As you can tell, I have a new intro because I'm using a new software and I'm super excited because it's way more user-friendly. Today, I want to share with you guys an interview that I had on the Pure Potentiality podcast hosted by Taylor Gibbons. She had me on her podcast and we had just an amazing time talking about generational trauma and our healing journey. I shared a lot more about my life than I have thus far on my podcast. So this will be a very interesting podcast for you guys to listen to for those of you guys who don't know me that well. I'm going to put the links to her information and ways that you can get in contact with her and listen to her podcast in the podcast description below. So moving forward, I'm going to paste the interview that I had on the podcast. Let's get started. Welcome everyone. Today I have Molly. She is the host of Pretty Perspective Podcast. And I will go ahead and link all of her information in the show notes. So if you want to go ahead and check her out, her podcast is all about growth, positivity, and self-love, which I think is just perfect. So we're going to have a really great episode. It's funny how we met our mutual friend, Noah. I was telling him that I wanted to start a podcast. He's like, oh my gosh, you have to meet Molly. (laughs) And so he connected us on Instagram. So I'm so happy that we get to do this today. Dude, you know, it feels so special for that. I'm like, oh, (laughs) Noah. I know. It's so good. Okay, so I think that we just share like a lot of similar stories and perspectives. So I think we should just dive in and then see where it takes us. So what really brought you into this world of healing and self-development? That's a really good question. What made me shift into healing was really seeing all of the generational what was that word? Is it? Generational trauma. Generational trauma within my family. And then trying to be the last one to be like, this needs to not happen anymore. And especially breaking out of cultural values. Like right. I said earlier, I'm in a really, I grew up in a really strict Asian family. And so mental health really didn't exist. If you were sad, my parents were like, why are you sad? You're 12, you know, and yeah, right. And yeah, okay. Yeah. Why am I sad? But it's like my frontal lobe has not developed. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. It's the end of the world, you know? And so in understanding that mental health really is important when your brain is developing. So. Yeah. I know. I think that's a really good point because I feel like a lot of parents, when you're young like that, they're like, oh, you're just going through hormones or whatever. You're just being dramatic. But if they're not validating any sort of feelings you're having then, then the longer you get through in life, like you're just constantly suppressing that, especially if you grew up with like cultural biases or anything like that. Yeah. And there's actually an interesting story that I heard one time. And it's when you're right there wrong out of that because I've never had a baby, but when you're well, like either. So <laughs> I great training when you're training a baby. Same thing, yeah. I'm a dog mom. But yeah. So when you're doing that, like, you know, and the first night they cry or the second night they cry because they're so used to having like your book for them. Yeah. But I guess even by like 
the fifth or sixth day or whatever day that they stop crying, the study shows that the baby's stress levels have never actually gone down. Like they just like realize that they're long. Oh my God. Yeah. So like, it it like my heart. I know. Right. But their stress levels are still the same. And so with that being said, it's crazy because as humans, we learn coping mechanisms and it's like, oh, we might all cry about it anymore or whatever, but that doesn't mean that emotionally we still feel that same hurt. Yeah. We just learned to suppress it. That's um, a really good point because I, I don't, I think I talked about this in another episode, but it was saying that when moms, when they get pregnant and whatever their stress level is at that moment gets passed on through the baby's DNA. And then that is actually what determines the baby's regulation level or their base level or however they can cope with whatever they have to deal with. I totally believe that. Yeah. Because I, I know some moms that were, you know, had a really emotional pregnancy and you know, their babies are very emotional too. I don't know, you know? Yeah. But I think that's a good point to just why we need to heal ourselves before we have children or why it's just important to heal ourselves because we're literally passing that on to our children. Even if we think that we're not showing them that we're upset or we're not feeling like we're acting in that way, it doesn't even matter because it's in our blood. Just right. And I think, I think that you get generational DNA from three generations. No, oh, like yeah. You your parents are great. Yeah, that makes sense. That's crazy. Okay, so why did you want to start a podcast? What really drew you to that in the first place? I began my podcast because as my healing journey continued, I wanted to share a lot of my life experiences, particularly trauma. And a part of me was like, I wanted to be heard, you know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, after starting it and kind of sharing my stories and connecting with people, I figured that that's not really what it's about because your full narrative doesn't need to be heard, told, or even understood as long as you continue to be a good person and you practice self-reflection and seek to become a better version of yourself. So yes, my podcast is about my life stories, but it's also about the life lessons that have turned into great experiences. And I want to share in order to help others who might be going through the same thing. Yeah. So that's why it's called Pretty Perspectives, because I really believe that it depends on your perspective in any situation, you know, in any given situation, whether you make it a positive one or a negative one, it's 100% your perspective or multiple people in the same situation can have multiple different perspectives. And Pretty Perspectives is a place that people can share ideas and get inspired and learn new things. And it is about mental health and positivity and stuff. But moreover, I've come to say that it's more about self-development because it's all encircled together as a whole. Totally. Yeah. Have you heard of NLP? No. So it's a neuro-linguistic programming and I'm doing a certification course right now. But that's kind of, I think... It's, I think you would love that because that has a lot about, it's basically saying that you can only interpret, interpret your reality on the scope of what you, <laughs> wait, how do I, how do I frame this right? You can only accept. Like it's all based on your perspective. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's basically saying that like you have this view of what happened. And someone else might have the exact same situation or even experienced it with you. But your guys' versions of reality is going to be completely different based on 
what has happened in your life that has led up to this point. So your perception of reality is going to be different from every single person's. And I think that's so important because especially if you feel like you're one of those people that need to like convince someone like why you're right about something or get them to agree with you, which I think we want to do as humans normally just be like, no, let me let me share with you why this is the right way. <laughs> and that's a part of our ego or whatever. But it's important to notice that they are looking at the same experience with uh, a different lens. And you can try to convince all you want, but at the end of the day, it's it's just going to be different. And it's funny because my brother and I, we both grew up in the same household, obviously. We're only two years apart. So we experienced a lot of the trauma that happened with my dad together. And it's always been weird to me because I'm very vocal and he's really not. And I would like say like, well, I remember this, this happening and this happening and no one would validate me in it. I'm only seven when this is happening. So I have one view of it. My brother has a completely different view of it, but I wouldn't, I guess I want to say completely different. We definitely shared some of the same core memories, but then my parents would be like, oh no, that never happened. And I'm like, no, that definitely happened. Like I remember it so vividly, but that's the whole part of you can only accept what you think is going on in your reality based off of all the other things that led up to it and like how, I guess, your scope of what you can see in your mind. Yeah. That makes sense, right? <laughs> it's super interesting. My sister and I talk about that. So there's four of us. It's just you and your brother, you said? Um, my, I have a sister too, but she's seven years older than me. So she, even though we grew up like when we were younger together, but my parents got divorced when I was nine and she was already in high school. So she didn't like go through a bulk of the same stuff my brother and I did. Okay. And then you were older than your brother or? Um, no, I am the youngest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm the youngest too. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm the youngest of four though. And then oh, okay. they're all very close in age. They're all like a year apart from each other, more or less. And then it, then I came four years later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Four years and like some months later. So definitely an accident kid, but oh, it's okay. But we talk about that because each of us had a different experience growing up, even though we all had, you know, we were raised by the same parents. Right. And my mom is always like, no, I taught you guys all the same values. And but why did all four of us turn out completely different than, you know, but right. it's because we've all had different experiences. And I've actually I mean, I have too many projects going on right now, but. In the future, would want to write a memoir. Yeah. And with different chapters kind of representing my side of the story, but my sister's side of the story and then my brother's side of the story. So my family, I was born in Colorado and then we split. I came to California with my mom. And in the Asian culture, I mean, this is just like kind of weird and out of pocket anyway, because my parents, they were arranged marriage and all that. And that with the dowry and everything. And so it was, That's you know, yeah, very weird. And so I never really saw my parents love each other, you know, because they didn't, they weren't in love with each other. They didn't even know each other. I think they learned to love each other over time because they built a family together. But right. it wasn't even until even in just the recent years now where I saw them like missing each other or something that I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm watching my parents fall in love for the first time. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. weird. Yeah. But. Going back to how we were all raised differently, my mom, when she initially left my dad, she took my brother and I and then left my sister, my other brother in Colorado with my dad. Because there's like no custody thing. It's like 
you have four kids. All right, you take two <laughs> and I take two. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. And so, yeah. So we came back to California because my mom's family was out here. And I was kind of explaining my, my side of the story where my mom, like, worked hard and was raising my brother and I and kind of taught me to be independent. Don't depend on anybody. She was very much a strong, independent woman. Yeah. And then my brothers, you know, both turned out completely different, too. I don't really have an issue talking about one of them. He's basically a drug addict, so we don't talk anymore. And so it's just, like, cut tied. But he totally has a different perspective and story, too, of what happened. And honestly, as much as it hurts, I can still empathize with what happened to him and why he is the way he is and stuff like that too. Right. Even though, again, we said we were all raised by the same set of parents. Isn't that interesting too? I have an ex-boyfriend that is also a drug addict and I'm not saying that he didn't have any sort of, I mean, he definitely had a lot of trauma in his childhood, but it's crazy because we share some of the trauma that we both had and his was worse in some sense and mine was worse in other sense. And we are we are just like completely opposite and it's funny that we even dated because I guess opposites really do attract but I would always think that too I'm like you know you went through x y and z and this is how you turned out and I went through x y and z and I am completely opposite of you and I always kind of wondered like they say you know either you join them and do whatever it was that you were taught or you decide to be the complete opposite and I kind of wonder like what what is that determining factor? Because I think all the time, if I wanted to go be a drug addict somewhere in another state with him, like that would have been so easy for me. But I am so the opposite. Uh, yes. But like what what that, you know, what pulls you to go a certain way in life? I can totally relate with wanting to start the podcast because you want to get your story out there, but also to help people. And I think when I started mine, my first episode is pretty like rocky just because like I had never recorded anything like this and I didn't really know where I was going. And I would literally felt like I was just like word vomiting all of my trauma, which I it's funny because like I've re-listened to it a few times and I'm like, wow, I really left out some like big events that also happened in between there. But just some things that I'm like, okay, well, people don't actually need to know everything that happened in my life to see that like you can still make a change or move to a better part of your life the first time i recorded my first episode i i was just up talking in my room all night i think my roommates probably were like who is she talking to like i was just talking to myself <laughs> and i was deleting it and re-recording and deleting it and i i just kept on doing that yeah i think i did it for hours and i had five minutes recorded that i actually kept right i just hated it i know it's so awkward it's awkward talking to someone that's not there and trying to be like, okay, I'm going to carry out this whole conversation for this long by myself with no one else talking back to me. <laughs> but I think it's really important to be able to share those experiences with people and then share where you are now and then being able to be that influence for other people to see and get like inspired. And it's funny because when I posted the first episode, I was so scared. I've noticed that if I really want to do something, I just don't ask anyone about their opinions about it. And with my podcast, I literally told no one. I, the day before I posted my podcast, I told my best friend, I was like, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm starting a podcast. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but like I had already bought the equipment. I had already recorded everything. I had already done all the research. But I think that's important when you know that you're going to get like backlash from other people to just not even ask. Don't even ask for permission. Just do it yourself. And then 
after I posted my first one, I got so many messages from people, like people that I even haven't talked to in years being like, this was so inspiring. I'm so glad you shared this. And it just made it all worth it. And I was like, okay, good. Like this was, I'm glad that people can see like why I was doing this in the first place. And I think I was nervous that people would think that I just wanted to do a podcast to talk about myself. And that wasn't the core value. Yeah. 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 So that's why overall, I think it's just about self-development because it all ties together as like how you could just be a better human being and how talking about those struggles and being in a vulnerable place can lead you to that. Because I don't think that anybody can ever find like enlightenment or whatever without having gone through traumatic experiences or struggling in some way, type or form, you know? And I think that's important when you are doing your healing to look for the lesson in it and know that like you have to go through these things for a higher purpose. It's not just like why that life hates you or God hates you or whatever. And that these horrible things are happening to you. It's okay. These things happen and there's nothing I can do about it. So what is the lesson and where can I go with that now? And how can I help other people? Because ultimately we're all struggling. So might as well be able to take your struggles and use it to help others. Okay. So for you, what would you say have been some of the biggest lessons that you've learned during your healing and self-development journey? The biggest one that I've come to learn is that you don't have to settle with one way that you view yourself. I've always thought, you know, it's drilled in our heads when we're younger. What do you want to be when you're older? You know, pick something. Totally. Pick if one it's around thing. your career. Right. And then you, you pick it and you say you change your mind or you don't necessarily reach that because something else happened. Yeah, no, I love that because uh, I feel I personally have gone through many career changes and many versions of myself. Yeah. And I, I feel like it is, there is a stigma of this is who you were and this is who you have to be for the rest of your life. And if you're not, then you upset other people. Yes. And then, and that you can be literally anything and everything. And you can be multiple things at the same time. Like you can be into this and also do this. You could be a realtor and also be a podcast host. (laughs) Yes. And then the second biggest lesson I would say is that everything takes time. Yeah. Everything takes time. And I actually learned that this sounds maybe cheesy, but when I started gardening, heavy gardening, like herbs and vegetables and the whole nine, you know, I started realizing that I like before I started really getting into figuring out what exactly my plants needed. To be honest with you, I thought you planted seeds and you watered them, you know, and like whatever, things just grew. That's what I thought. (laughs) And you either water them every day or every other day or it's good, you know. But then I realized there's so many other things that are involved with it that that's how humans are too. Just like how every plant is different. Every person is different. Some of them need more sunlight. Some of them need more shade. Some of them need less water. You know, some of them need more attention than others. And then when they're sick, this is what you need to do. I found myself like scalping these diseases off my plants. You know, if you took care of every human being and relationship in your life as detailed in a way like that, like, you know how much nurturing and giving back, I don't know if that makes sense your relationships would be to you because like how fruitful they would be basically yeah yeah. and literally because even with the herbs and vegetables I eat what I plant you know it feels so rewarding so yeah oh my gosh I love that analogy (laughs) especially because I feel like I mean we're even just society or anything you're taught that it's a very jagged or not even jagged it's a very systematic like this is 
this is what you do. This is when you sleep. This is when you eat. This is when you go to school. And like we get raised in all of these things where like this is just now what you do. But that doesn't necessarily mean it works for everyone. Just kind of like people who schooling is not the best way for them to learn. But like that's how we're put into it. And if you don't, then you are considered not smart or, you know, like you get shamed for not fitting into these boxes. And that's kind of like if you were to treat your tomato plants the same way, I totally don't know anything about gardening. (laughs) If you were to treat them like your strawberries, they're probably not going to work out the same. Right. But I think you get it. (laughs) Yeah. But I like that too, because I feel like it's taught me that things take time. Things take time. So have you ever heard the quote, um, the best time to plant a lemon tree was seven years ago. The second best time is today. Oh, no, I haven't. I like that though. Yeah, because you see a lemon tree and you're like, wow, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like the best time to plant it was seven years ago when the plant was it was just a seed. Right. And now the second best lemon. time is today. I love that. You know, and tomorrow the best time is going to be today. And yeah. next week, the best time is going to be today. I like that too, because that's kind of like going off the, you know, feeling behind you can start now and then moving into real estate with all the real estate investments and meeting a lot of business people who have been in real estate for a long time who have buy and hold investments you know it's like everything is a long game everything takes time I remember one thing that people have always said is remember your why and why you're here and it's all about mindset when I first joined the military and we went to a lot of people know it as boot camp, but it's basic training. They say this is a mental game, you know, because they, they want to break you down to build you back up. But all of that is a mental game. Yeah. Entire military is a mental game. When I did bikini competitions, all of that was a mental game. When I like did Olympic weightlifting for, I was not that good, but I, I did it for a little bit. For you. <laughs> all of that was mindset, you know, and even in real estate and diving into the business world, it's all mindset. So I really like that too. When you said, remember your why, and that like gave me the chills because in my life coaching program, that was one of the very first things we did was like wrote out, like, why are you here? Why are you doing this? And I still have the journal entry and I sometimes go back and read through my old journals just to like see where I was at and it always blows my mind. But I wrote in there because this is literally life or death for me because I am to the point where I no longer want to live this life anymore. So either you're going to give this your all or... You're just going to stay where you're at. Who knows how long that's going to last. And I love that because self-development is not easy. And even though there's a lot of like really fun things that you can get out of it and you, it's interesting. And like, for me, I love reading all the books. I love listening to all the podcasts and doing all the stuff. But sometimes there's days that your shadow self just comes out and I just want to close all the curtains and lay on the couch and watch TV all day and order food in. But having to remember that why of, okay, well, you're not going to do this because you're going to go and if, I mean, sure, you want to go lay on the couch and watch a movie, that's fine. Give yourself grace every now and again, but also do something like get out and go for a walk or do something else to remember why you're not going to get stuck in that loop anymore. And I think that's how people fall into depression in the first place is it's just too many days of those low feelings and not giving back to yourself in the same amount, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So In what ways do you practice self-care then? Yeah. So I'm big on the rituals. Like I have a morning ritual, I have a night ritual, and those really set up and end my day just perfectly. 
which is funny because I, I've said this before is I feel like I used to be until the day would happen to me to like decide on whether or not I'm going to have a bad day. And one of just like the biggest, it's so simple and so easy. And it's just such a simple concept, but I just decide every day. I'm like, today's going to be a good day. Even if I have to go to work that I don't love, like, what am I going to do before then that's going to make my day good? And then that's how I structure my days around. So with my morning rituals, I like to get up as early as possible, preferably like with the sunrise, because I just, that's like such a breathtaking moment for me, but that doesn't always happen. But right when I wake up, I like open up all my windows, I go for a walk and then I go for a run and I drink my coffee and I just like do everything with an intention and I journal and I get out all of any, any like stagnant memories or anything that I'm holding on. I just make sure to get it out all on the page. And then I also focus on being so grateful. I'm like, Hey, actually having a great morning so far. It's a beautiful day. Like I'm in my apartment that I love just thinking of all the, like the little things that are like making me happy. And then I don't just let the day happen. Like I have a list and if I have a day that I know is going to be hard, like, oh, I know I'm going to have to work six days straight and that's going to be taxing on me. Then I make sure to structure also out like, oh, I'm going to go get a massage though, or I'm going to go get a pedicure, or I'm going to go to a hot yoga class, or I'm going to meditate extra this day. Because if I don't do those little things that I know are going to bring me joy, or even like, I love going to Trader Joe's buying flowers. That makes me so happy. They have the best flowers. <laughs> yes. And so I just make sure that I am equaling out and giving myself just as much love as I am giving myself out to other people. Right. So that could be, actually, that's another lesson that I learned is that you have to take care of yourself first. Totally. Too many times I like stretch myself thin doing things for other people or for my job or whatever and not understanding that you have to take a break when you need to yeah and that's non-negotiable <laughs> i love um, that yes so what would you say to someone who aka me who waking up is the hardest part of your day mm. i think that waking up actually starts with the way you go to sleep and so that's kind of where my my nightly ritual comes in too before i used to smoke weed every single night because it was the only way that I could turn my brain off. I would fall asleep to the TV on. I would eat a snack. I always work nights. I've worked nights for years. So I don't get home until like 11 or 12 o'clock. Then I don't go to bed until like 2 a.m. And it was just this cycle. And then obviously I'm not waking up early, but I still get off late now. But because I have this ritual where like I don't turn on any lights when I get home. I, I turn on my salt lamp. I light some candles. I keep everything super low light. I have like very lights around my shower. So I turn those on. I come home, take a hot shower immediately, focus on like washing the day off. And then I meditate and I clean up my home and I set everything out and I write a list for the next day. And then I get in bed and I'm such an old lady because <laughs> I sleep with an eye mask and I turn on white noise and I do a meditation before I go to bed. And because of the repetition of that, I think after doing it for, it, did, it didn't take long. I would say it took maybe like a week of doing that every single night. I never smoked weed again, which I mean, I don't really care if you do, but that was just like, I couldn't fall asleep without it before. And I would wake up feeling groggy the next day. So now that I do all these things, I fall asleep within the first hour of being home. And everyone's like, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like now my body's just trained. It's like, oh, we're home. The lights are low. Like we took a shower. We're going to bed. Like oh, That is so cool. Yeah. And so it makes it getting up uh, so much easier because you went to bed in a, I think they call it like sleep hygiene. Like everything is just chill. 
Yes. Oh, wow. That's good. I love taking baths. I oh, recently yeah. just have, I spent a lot of money on Amazon on all bath stuff. Love that. And I got like a bath mat basically with a pillow attached to it, you know, but it like suctions all my tub because I'm short too. So like I slip in the bathtub for sure. <laughs> and so having that mat, it's like so nice. It's like cushiony and yeah. soft. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm too tall for the bathtub. I mean, that doesn't stop me from taking baths, but I definitely feel like I don't fit in this. <laughs> so I'm ready for uh, one day when I have a big soaker tub when I'm living in my mansion. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite part about being in real estate is getting to see all of these. I mean, like today I saw up in Pollock Pines, gorgeous like bathtub with jets and stuff like oh, that. I'm like, oh, it's so dream. Nice. I know. That's Okay, so what kind of stigmas do you think are around talking about your healing or trauma or anything that you've been through? Like, have you experienced anything since you've posted your podcast and having people say, why are you sharing this or whatever? I think the biggest stigma is that you're just sensitive about everything. Yeah. And whatever. And especially as, as a girl earlier, right? Like, and as an empath who just feels empathy for everyone and everything. And it wasn't always this way. I had friends that were like, I've never seen you cry. My best friend who was friends with me for 10 years, after I came out to her and cried, she was like, this is the first time I've ever seen you cry. But it was because it wasn't until I experienced so much trauma and then kind of purged through all of those emotions and really feeling feelings and peeling them back like layers. That's how you work through your healing journey yeah and so allowing yourself to feel those whatever it is anger sadness whatever allowing yourself to cry and feel those moments sometimes i'd be like why am i so mad about this or why am i i'm so sad of being sad or whatever but you're supposed to kind of just let yourself feel those emotions and know that that's part of it yeah oh my gosh i love that because i feel like that's one of those things that you really like, especially with anger, we're not taught to feel those kind of emotions. We're taught if you're angry about something like, okay, you need to calm down. It's not even that you're allowed to have those feelings. And in the coaching program that I went through, she had this amazing meditation that I do like almost every single night, even still. What is <laughs> because it? She talks about like, it's it's only a five minute meditation, which I think is also amazing because you who doesn't have five minutes, I always do it right before I go to bed. But she has you feel what it feels like in your body to what it, feel whatever negative feeling you had that day. So if you were angry or jealous or sad or whatever, whatever emotion you were having, like to not relive it in your head, but feel it actually in your body. And it's crazy to me sometimes how much my full body will vibrate. I didn't even think this was that big of a deal. But you hold that feeling for that minute and just really like let it sit there. And then you release with breath work. And then the next feeling you feel is a happy feeling you had that day. And then you feel what that feels like in your body. And I think that has done so much being able to release these feelings instead of hold on to them because I'm the kind of person where something would happen and it pisses me off really bad in the moment or makes me upset or sad or whatever. But then I just I'm like, I'm just going to let it go because, you know, if someone made me angry, I'm just going to let it go. And I don't, you know, I'll just move on but what ends up happening is I just end up holding on to it deep and then I realized in the last year or so or last two years ago I just realized I am I'm angry I'm angry about a lot of stuff that has happened and I have never actually felt that anger about things and being able to learn how to release them and know that it's okay because 
I was always told, oh, other people have it worse, or this is just life. And those are huge triggering words to me now, because I'm like, you, it's, that's not validating the feelings that you're having. And that's so important to be able to validate it, to feel it. And that's how you heal it. And I don't think we're taught that. Yeah, no, we're definitely not taught that. And that's just like putting a Band-Aid on our emotions, basically. Yeah. And then I think another stigma would be like, just with myself of like, the fear that people would say negative things about what I have to say in my podcast, or people would judge me on my story and be like, all these things. But like, to be honest with you, like, those are all limited beliefs mm -hmm. that we all tell ourselves. And that hasn't even happened yet. And we're just creating for ourselves. And so that's probably another stigma just on like being on the inside being like this is how people are going to view me or yeah they're going to think I'm cheesy or whatever but imposter syndrome too yes thinking that you oh well who am I people are going to judge me who am I to post this thing or right I'm not name. special or whatever but everyone Honestly, goes through that exactly everyone goes through that and everyone starts somewhere I think that whole stigma around posting things and being worried about what people are going to think of you I know for me, my Instagram is very personal. It has almost, not all, but almost all the stuff that has ever happened to me and it's public. And so I sometimes think, okay, if I'm to date someone and they don't know me before or know me very well, and then they see my Instagram, they're probably going to be like, whoa, huge red flag. Look at this girl. <laughs> but having to accept that, like, that's, that's who I am and to love me is to love all of me. And you're just going to have to... Right. Except that because I, even as cringy as it feels sometimes to post things, like it does help people. And I know that for a fact because people have reached out and said that. And I think everyone needs to know that when they're sharing things like this, like they're worried about what other people are going to say, but there's a lot of people that need to hear you say it. Right. And it helps me to vocalize things out loud too. Yeah. I like journaling because I like writing things out, but I also just like podcasting because I like to verbalize things. And that's kind of why it feels good to vent to somebody when you're angry, you know? Right. It's kind of like that same psychological thing. So I used to be afraid of what other people would say about my podcast or, you know, all these limited beliefs that I had. But then I also realized another lesson that dawned on me was that people, whatever they have to say about you or what they like and don't like about other people or even what you like and don't like about other people is a direct reflection of yourself totally and so in saying that it's like people would be like ew she's cringy for this and it's like they might say that because that's something they would never do or something right. that they wish they could do or something you know what i mean it really is a direct reflection on yourself totally. and in saying that i turned it back on myself and thought about who is someone in your life who you thought was so annoying or whatever, right? And someone else in their life, that was probably the light of their life. You know, the same reasons why you found that person super annoying is the same reasons why somebody else thinks that they're amazing. And with that being said, you find that person annoying. Why? Because for me, it was this individual that never, and it wasn't a good singing voice. It just would never stop seeing like everywhere you were with this person. And then the military, you eat together, you shower together, you sleep together, you work together, everything. Right. And so this person was everywhere and they would never stop singing. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I can hear him from over there. But for some people it was like, oh my gosh, you know, they yeah. loved that person and they loved hearing his voice and they knew he was in the room and it brought this aura to them that I just didn't feel, you know, but why was that a direct reflection of myself? Because I've. I would never sing, but if I thought I had a good singing voice, then I probably would sing in front of all these people. You know what I mean? So that's 100% a direct reflection of yourself. 
so just to pause and think about negative things that you're saying about other people or what negative things other people are saying about you. And basically it's a reflection of yourself. I like that too, because think about famous people or uh, people that you see doing the things that you want to do. Like I've always wanted to give a TED talk, but I, we'll see if that ever happens. I, it's, it's on the vision board. So I hope one day it does happen, but you know, you think about all the things that people are going to say about you or how like cringe it is, or, you know, what are other people going to think? But then you have to think these people are no different from you. And they went out there, they did this. How many people do you think that they are worried about? Like, oh, what if so-and-so from high school sees this and is like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing for them. But now they're famous and whatever, whatever. They don't actually care. And at the end of the day, who gives a shit if other people are judging you for the things that you're doing? Because ultimately, don't let that ruin the life lessons or the life experiences you want to have because you're worried about what they're going to think especially when honestly in 10 years these people are going to be irrelevant anyways right and i always ask myself that it's not going to matter in 10 years it doesn't matter now right but also going back to people who might have known you in the past and stuff that's the same thing is it's just hard for them to view you in any other light other than what they know you as totally and so back to my original point of you can be as many things as you want to be and even for identifying yourself, sometimes it's hard to view myself as more than one thing. Who am I? Like discovering who I am and what I like to do. And I have personally come to find out that you don't have to choose one thing. Like yeah. you can do anything you want. I like that too because um, <laughs> thinking about just the things that I like, I am a, I am a real mix. <laughs> and I, I love heavy metal music. I will go to a concert and I will scream my little heart out. And then I'm coming down here and be like, oh, here's my self-development podcast. Going to Aftershock this year. <laughs> oh, I want to. Um, a Day to Remember is going to be playing on Sunday. I've never got to see them. I and love them. I've, I've never got to see alive. them either, but I wanted to see them in like War of Tour years Yeah, ago. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, that's, uh, Bring Me the Horizon was like my favorite band for many, many years. And I still like them, but they've kind of changed their style to something that I'm not super thrilled about. But I've seen them a couple of times and I'm like, I would love to go. I will see if I get tickets, but yeah, I, it's just funny because like, yeah, you can be whoever you want to be, like just because you like that kind of stuff or because you, uh, or because you don't fit in the perfect mold of like what a podcast host would be or what a, what a life coach would be or what a, whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't matter because that's what makes you, you and that using that kind of niche is going to reach out to more people. Like people are going to look at you and say like, oh, cool. She does real estate and she does design. That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like with that being said, too, it makes me more appreciative of other people and their positions and their walks of life and where they came from and what they do for a living all across the board with personal and business, where you came from, who you are. You always say trust the process, right? Right. And sometimes it's like this looks like crap. I don't know where it's going, but it just comes together. Ultimately, the end result is the only thing that matters. I think that's a really good point just on really anything in life that a lot of times we'll stop ourselves from doing something because we don't we don't know really where to start or we start it and then we're like, ah, okay, well, this isn't turning out how I wanted it to be or it's not as easy as I thought it would be and then we just kind of give up. But even like with podcasting, I <laughs> my first few episodes and even a couple after that were just the audio sucked, the editing sucked, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put this out there because if I don't do it, then I'm not doing it at all. And same thing with the book. We should probably be just sitting down and just writing. And it's probably not going to be the best book we've ever written right off the bat. But the fact is, is you get it out there, you get it done, and then the next one will be better. And everything takes practice. We all have to just be okay with like being beginners at first, which 
is hard. <laughs> yeah, that's actually probably one of my biggest problems is that I expect everything to be perfect the first time I do it and compare myself to people who have been doing it for years. Right. And it, not wrapping my head around like they didn't start like that. Totally. I was actually listening to a podcast this morning um, from Jay Shetty. I love his. And I love him. Yeah. He was talking about how first started doing the meditation for the company he worked for and that he got up on stage. His, I think it was his hiring manager had seen it on his, this could be completely wrong, but something along these lines, <laughs> saw it on his resume that he had practiced meditation and that he was a monk. And she asked him if he would lead a meditation in front of like thousands of people at one of their work events. And he got up there and he was like, who am I to like teach this, this meditation when it's like the CEO of the company and like some other guy that did something amazing and then him. And I think that's one of those things where you start out and you think like, who am I to do this? Or this isn't perfect. Or I have to be an expert already. And that's not how we start out. And then you get going and then you're, and now look at them. <laughs> yeah, right. But you know what you are an expert at? Yourself, you know, your life lessons, your path and your struggles and your lessons and you can right. put that out because you're an expert on that that is so true that's a good point i like that a lot so i have some quick questions before you before we go yep what is your favorite podcast or any podcast recommendations Ooh, okay well we both listen to the jade shetty one so obviously that's like pretty much my number one but i also really like love life with matthew hussey and he's like a relationship coach but he has a lot of really good stuff just about life and then also relationships too, which I think everyone needs to listen to because I don't think a lot of us were raised with the ideal version. He has other stuff, not just about relationships. So it can really correlate with a lot of other things that's going on. But I also like Big Conversations with Haley Hoffman-Smith. She's more on the spiritual side of it and she's a lot about self-development and she just has some really good ideas. She's one of Forbes' most influential, wow, well, I cannot speak, influential speakers. But yeah, so that one's a really good one. Nice. And then do you have any book recommendations? Yeah. And so one of my favorite books that was actually the first book I read during my, I guess, self-development journey was called The Happiness Project from Gretchen Rubin. And that one, I just felt like she she delivered an outlook on life that was very practical and useful and something that you could really relate to. So definitely that one. And then I would say my other that I've actually listened to recently was Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before by Dr. Julie Smith. That one's awesome because she is a clinical psychiatrist. And so she kind of like gives you all the tools that you would need that your therapist should probably be telling you that I don't know if everyone's therapist see, <laughs> but and same thing, just practical information. And I all about, like, I want to learn something if I'm going to read. So I really like those two books. I'll definitely check those out and the podcast too. That sounds really good. Okay. Well, thank you, Molly, so much for coming on to the podcast. This has been so nice. We could literally talk for hours. So we're going to have to do either like a part two or one, do another podcast together. But yeah, so thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Taylor. It was so much fun. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to give this podcast a five-star rating and subscribe and share. Again, my name is Molly. I'm your host, and I'll see you next time on Pretty Perspectives.